Welcome to another episode of the Father Ted Talk, broadcast here at the National Shrine of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Emmitsburg, Maryland. If you go to Spain, to the city of Barcelona, you will find a tall mountain with a view that overlooks the entire city. There is a stunning shrine dedicated to the Sacred Heart on the top, a shrine built by, by St. John Bosco the Italian saint from Turin. And from the mountain's peak, there is a beautiful view of the other mountains, the city, and everything for miles around. Precisely because of its beauty, the mountain has an odd place. The place is called Tibidabo, which means in Latin, I will give you. The reason for this name is that the Spaniards who live in the area were so proud of its beauty and splendor that they claim that when the devil tempted Christ, he brought him to that place, to the mountain top, and showed him the splendor and beauty of Barcelona and all the area. It was there, they said, that Christ was told, Tibi Dabo, I will give you. I will give you all this. If Christ, according to the Spaniards, if Christ had been shown just the hills of Galilee, he could have easily said, no. But they claim had he been able to say no to the beauty of their mountain and valley, well, then he must truly be the Son of God. I think this is a great example for us to understand why the church invites us to consider in today's gospel and actually in every first Sunday of Lent the temptations of Jesus in the desert. Because his victory over temptation is not just over a fleeing, passing, simple temptation, but he wants to destroy the power of temptation, we could say, at its deeper level. He wants to conquer temptation at its root, when it's apparently the most attractive, the most powerful. So he goes, let's say, into the ring of Satan, to the desert, which is the place where Satan dwells, according to the scriptures. The certain places is a place for the demons to dwell. He's surrounded by wild beasts. He goes to have a one-on-one -on -one with Satan. We could say, provided with nothing, no resources. And he defeats him there. Why? Because he wants to let us know that he will share that power over temptation with each one of us so that we may be confident when we go into temptation. You know, many times we have this strange attitude. 
We believe that God forgives us our sins. And that's why we go, some of us, every week to the confessional, right? I also go to confessional. On the other side. And in that side too, both. We believe that Jesus forgives. But sometimes we don't believe that he has the power to assist us in temptation. And we think that temptations are stronger than his grace. And that's why sometimes we are paralyzed by temptation. Sometimes we are afraid of temptation. We're scared of temptation. And we think that there's not much that we can do. Well, the truth is that there is nothing that we can do. But we can always conquer them with God's grace. So, temptations teaches us, they teach us humility. To understand that, yes, we are going to face an enemy that is stronger than us. Satan is stronger than us. Certainly, our flesh, I mean, our wounded nature is stronger than us. Certainly, but not stronger than Christ. So this is where we learn humility. When we are tempted, we realize that without Jesus, we can do nothing. And this is something that he said. Without me, you can do nothing. Or else, I am the vine and you are the branches. You can only remain in life, in the life of grace, in the life of love, in the life that God wants to share with you if you remain united to me. I have come to conquer all your enemies. But you need to be aware of that. You cannot give this battle by yourself. So temptation, temptation reminds us of this truth. You know, when St. Paul asked God to take away from him this thorn in the flesh, we don't know exactly what is the thorn in the flesh, but it was a temptation. He was so tired of it that he went to God once and twice and three times. And what did God tell him? My grace is enough. And then St. Paul realized that actually this weakness that he felt, that he experienced in his own flesh, was an opportunity for him to rely in God's grace and to become stronger. So he has these beautiful words where he says, when I am weak, then I am strong. See, temptations are meant to make us stronger. As if God were adding more weight and then it forces us to make a greater effort to lift it up. The muscles of our souls are exercise and we make stronger acts of faith, hope, and charity. And that's how we become holier. Temptations give us the opportunity to become protagonists of our own salvation, to collaborate with God's grace in new and powerful ways. 
so that we may partake in Christ's victory over temptation. See, the catechism of the Catholic Church teaches that the reason why God allows us to continue feeling the pull of the flesh after baptism is that we may obtain merit, is that we may give the good fight and be protagonists, partake in our own salvation. I mean, Jesus could have come and then completely erase the power of sin and temptations through baptism, but he, he decided to leave the consequences of sin that we may obtain merit. Otherwise, it wouldn't be fun. Right? I don't know. I, I, a soccer game becomes interesting, not when you play to someone that you don't have a competition. I mean, competitions become interesting when actually you're giving your best and you're overcoming your, um, uh, let's say, the other team through a struggle. And then you can say, hey, yeah, this was a great game I won. And you are happy about that. But if you're playing with someone that has no ability to score, then there's no game. It's not fun. And Jesus wants us to use our freedom to partake in this victory and wants us to rejoice in that. He wants us to experience in our heart how a greater good can come out of the evil of temptation. Christ's victory is also our victory if we accept it. And I believe this is the outlook that the church wants us to have during this time of Lent. To engage in this spiritual warfare with great trust, but also with great commitment that we're actually making a difference in our life by the power of God's grace and our docility to that grace through prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, we can see how the God's grace goes deeper and deeper into our souls. In those areas where we thought we had lost. In those areas where we believe that Satan is stronger. In those areas of fear, of anger, or whatever it may be that burdens you, that you unconsciously believe that that is stronger than you, well, that is a lie. St. Augustine says, in Christ, you were tempted. For Christ received his flesh from your nature, but by his own power gained life for you. He suffered insults in your nature, but by his own power gained glory for you. Therefore, he suffered temptation in your nature, but by his own power gained victory for you. 
in Christ, if in Christ we have been tempted, in him we overcame the devil. Do you think only of Christ's temptations and fail to think of his victory? See yourself as tempted in him and see yourself as victorious in him. Dear brothers and sisters, temptations are a great opportunity are challenges that are meant to become opportunities to draw closer to the heart of Christ. And as we unite our sufferings to his heart, to the wound in his heart, we will experience how that suffering, how that pain becomes a source of life. Because in the same way, that that rainbow in the Old Testament was a sign of God's covenant, of God's fidelity to his people. A sign of Christ's body and blood poured for us. We will experience how those rays go deeper and deeper into those areas of our lives that need to be healed, that need to be redeemed. Let us then unite then our struggles to the merciful heart of Christ. And we will experience that when we are weak, then by the power of his blood, we are strong.